You are listening to the Fresh Focus Podcast, where VA dietitian nutritionists are serving up health and wellness information for veterans and their families. In addition to being in clinic, chatting over the phone, or using Video Connect, we are taking a new approach to increase your access with this podcast, sharing bites of information from your dietitians when it's convenient for you. We understand it's been a challenging year, and your holiday meal planning might look a little different. Series 3 includes dietitians who are certified diabetes care and education specialists. They are serving up a taste of the holidays, focusing on diabetes meal planning. This year, when you set the holiday table, keep an empty chair in mind, one that not only represents veterans who walk through our doors, but the ones that are no longer here to speak their voice. Grab a notebook and get ready for menu ideas, shopping, and cooking tips. This series will keep you moving towards your health goals, all while being a top-notch holiday host. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Fresh Focus podcast, where we break down nutrition topics that are important to you between office visits. I'm Milena, one of your Marion VA Healthcare System dietitians and certified diabetes care and education specialist. Phew, you are back from the grocery store. Indent lines have started to appear up and down your arms from carrying all those bags into your house. The countertop is full. Now what to do with all the food you just purchased? In this podcast, we are going to discuss meal prepping and give tips on how to be successful with the process during the upcoming holidays. Sitting down to write this episode, I found myself contemplating on what I would tell someone about meal prepping. I mean, if I could wave a magic wand and offer you a personal chef, you would be set. But in reality, we all have to find what works for us in our busy everyday life. Just thinking about my friends and what styles they use, I could list several. For instance, Claire typically prepares all of her meals for the week on Sunday. She finds if she spends a few hours one day getting everything cooked and in storage containers, then the rest of the week's a breeze. Sarah, on the other hand, finds doing all of the prepping on Sunday a chore, maybe even a burden on her day. So instead, she makes a menu and cooks a meal Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then has enough made for leftovers on the opposite days. Her schedule also allows for a meal or two to be consumed outside of the home, typically on the weekends. In my home, kids' sports and extracurricular activities cut into the usual dinner time quite often. As a result, I typically keep a grocery list all week and complete my shopping on the weekends. I have found that my local grocery store is less busy in the late evening hours, so that is always my goal of when to shop. I tend to be a little bit more like Sarah and make meals as the week progresses. I enjoy long-distance biking, and for me, Sunday afternoon is the best free time to ride. I would not like the idea of being in the kitchen for several hours preparing food at one time, so I choose to cook throughout the week. Often we have leftovers several nights, which seems to work out well for us with, you know, the hustle and bustle of life. Remember, when you only shop once a week, you're more likely to buy foods that have longer shelf life. However, these foods tend to be more processed and less of fresh fruits and vegetables. Now, speaking of produce, hopefully you were able to pick up some while you were at the grocery store. Maybe some cantaloupe, strawberries, cucumbers, or cherry tomatoes, just to name a few. 
So here is what I have found. If you clean and rinse your produce and store it in the fridge ready to eat, you and your family are more likely to grab the produce as a snack than the potato chips in the pantry. Think, what's handy when you're really hungry? If you open the fridge and still have to fix the fruit or vegetable, I bet you'll say, Oh, forget it. And grab something more processed. Here are some tips on produce as you put away your grocery. Several items like potatoes, bananas, and tomatoes need to be kept cool and dry, but not in the fridge. Mushrooms follow the same pattern and should only be washed right before use. Did you know that apples should actually be stored in the fridge? If left at room temperature, they will soften 10 times faster. A good rule of thumb is that most fruits and vegetables can be stored in the fridge. Remember that crisper drawer in there? Carrots like the fridge and seem to do better when peeled right before use. Berries are the same way. Remember, when you get home from the grocery store, try to get the prep work already done so you can simply open the refrigerator and enjoy your produce throughout the week. Another option when it comes to storing produce is the freezer. Freezing fruits and vegetables is quick and easy. Plus, the colder temperatures help to preserve the produce at its peak maturity and maintain nutritional quality. There are a few foods not recommended for freezing. These would be lettuce greens, eggplant, potatoes, radishes, and sprouts. One thing that often occurs in my home is the brown banana. Bananas are delicious, but quick to ripen. A solution is to peel and freeze overripe bananas in a clean Ziploc bag. The frozen bananas can then be used later in baking or in a yummy fruit smoothie. Papaya and mangoes work well the same way. Remember that fruits are naturally sweet and do contain carbohydrates. By following the healthy plate method we discussed in our first podcast series, these foods can fit into a well-balanced, lower-carb meal plan. Now, I'm guessing you might have hit up the meat department while shopping. One of the best things about meat, or that protein section of your plate, is the idea that it's relatively low in carbohydrates. This is a big bonus when you're trying to keep your carbohydrate intake lower to control those glucose levels. Think variety when it comes to meat choices. Some good options would be boneless, skinless chicken breast, salmon, tuna, turkey, and fish. Remember, for storing, most meats will last stored for one to two days in the refrigerator and three to four months in the freezer. It is best to keep raw meat in its original packaging until you are ready to cook. To avoid any drips or spills while in the fridge, store raw meat on a plate or rimmed baking sheet on the lowest shelf of the refrigerator. If you are like me, canned items often are used in meal prep. I will always recommend the raw form of fruits and vegetables first. However, those may not always be available or easily accessible. Canned items can fit into a balanced meal plan if properly used. Remember to purchase lower sodium options when available and strain the liquid from the can. By draining the liquid and rinsing the vegetable, a large portion of the sodium can be removed before cooking. When putting away canned items in your pantry, follow the FIFO method, first in, first out. This will rotate the oldest cans to the front to be utilized first and prevent the possibility of your canned items expiring before use. So it is November and the holiday season is quickly approaching. We have now covered the ins and outs with the grocery store, how to put away groceries. So let's focus on meal possibilities for the holidays. 
Oh, the holidays. Time spent with family and friends, a break from the everyday work routine, and who could forget about the delicious food? Perhaps you have already been thinking about what to take to Aunt Betsy's this year, or maybe you're expected to prepare the same dish every holiday as it's requested by the entire family. Whatever the case, holidays can be full of so much joy, but also so many carbs. For individuals with diabetes, this can be a struggle on their day or even week, as holidays often create leftovers for days. A typical Thanksgiving dinner can have up to 4,500 calories with over 550 grams of carbohydrates. Yikes, right? So how do we combat that? Let's talk about some meal ideas or recipes that you could prepare and know that you will have lower carbohydrate options on that buffet at Aunt Betsy's this year. We can begin with mashed potatoes. Seems like everyone's favorite. How about switching those potatoes out with cauliflower? Cauliflower is very low in carbohydrates, and when prepared similar to mashed potatoes, the dish ends up just as smooth and creamy. Throw a little garlic, butter, chives, and scallions for flavor, and voila! Now on to green bean casserole. Green beans are relatively low in carbs. If you use a can of mushroom soup and top with caramelized onions versus the french fried kind, this dish could fit into your choices for the day. How about a large dinner salad? It is possible to skip the croutons and find a salad dressing made without sugar. Toasted nuts and a variety of cheese can be added to create a very satisfying low-carb salad. Now, what else is a keeper? The main dish, right? Turkey or ham? Both options are low-carb, just make sure you skip the stuffing. So where are we with your dinner plate? Turkey, ham, mashed cauliflower, green bean casserole, and a large dinner salad. The plate is getting pretty full, yet the carbs are staying lower. This seems to be a win-win to me. Now, we can't leave out dessert. Even if someone is watching their sugar intake, dessert is possible. You just have to think a little outside the box. What's the favorite dessert at Thanksgiving? Pumpkin pie, apple pie, banana pudding, cheesecake, pumpkin roll, chocolate chip cookies. Oh, that list could go on and on. The trick is to find similar recipes that make you feel content with the dessert options at the holiday. I mean, that you don't feel like you're missing out. If you scroll through the internet and search for diabetic desserts, most likely they will be filled with an artificial sweetener of some form or a type of sugar alcohol, such as erythritol, xylitol, sorbitol, mannitol. Remember that desserts made with these additives can still be high in carbohydrates and cause an overall rise in blood sugar levels. Don't forget, moderation is key. My advice would be to find a recipe that can be prepared with a lower overall carbohydrate total, is still delicious, and might just become a family favorite over time. You never know. Maybe this year you will bring a new recipe that will be requested for years to come. Adore those friends and family while soaking up all the memories. Try to make wise meal choices during this celebration season, but also remember to enjoy the day most of all. Be sure to tune in to our final podcast in this series, Back to the Basics. Did you know the Marion VA Healthcare System is providing video appointments? Veterans have said they love our video appointments because they can follow up with a dietitian right after work or during their lunch break and it reduces the need for travel. We can actually meet through a secure private video conference from anywhere using your phone, computer, or tablet. 
In fact, a veteran was referred to Kim, our dietitian and certified diabetes care education specialist. He was experiencing frequent low blood sugar readings. After she reviewed the case with his primary care provider, he was able to switch to a different insulin which was less likely to cause low blood sugars. The veteran lived over an hour away from the healthcare center, and as a result of weekly contacts made virtually, the veteran made positive changes in his eating habits, increased his activity level, and was able to lose a little weight. In his case, he was able to stop taking insulin and no longer experience low blood sugar readings. He was absolutely ecstatic about his process and really enjoyed working with Kim. So please contact the dietitian in your clinic for more information on how to meet virtually. We would be honored to work with you.